match. All right, boys, welcome back to another edition of The Sportsman. We've got Joey D over there. We've got Mikey V down below. I'm the big ticket. Um, like, comment, subscribe, guys. Get your questions in. Like, comment, subscribe. Join the movement. Join the show. Um, guys, there's not a lot to talk about, but I wanted to take this opportunity to maybe move back into football a little bit. I know you two guys, that's probably your bread and butter. It's my favorite thing. Let's just touch on a few things, mainly with our favorite teams. Let's just start there because I can't fathom going back to basketball top of the show. I just, I can't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm not going to go back there. So why don't we go around the horn here, starting with some of our favorite teams. Obviously, Mike's a big uh, Bears guy. Joe, you're clearly Packers guy, and I'm an Eagles guy. And let's just talk about some of the things that our guys need to have success coming forward here in, uh, in 2023. Mikey V, let's start with you and the Bears. Um. You know, second full year under new head coach, new GM, um, a lot of moves made in the offseason. Obviously, you know, number one pick overall flipped for DJ Moore and, you know, more picks from Carolina. Uh, First pick in the first round was was a right tackle that is, you know, should be a franchise tackle for them. Uh, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee should be a franchise guy for them for years to come. If things fall the way they should offensive lines be been revamped. Uh, They just need to prove it on the field. I think they're an improved unit. They'll be stronger blocking for fields. Uh, Running backs are very good. You know, they got uh, Deontay Foreman from Carolina. They got uh, Khalil Herbert. Yeah, they're sneaky. good. They got the backup for uh, from, from Texas, Bishan Robinson's uh, backup uh, Roshan Johnson, from Texas. He's, he's a stud. The running back room is good. The wide receivers. I don't know about this chase Claypool, bro. I I, I don't know. And, and he's actually, I want to save that because he's probably going to be my, um, for our new segment, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> what am I, for? Yeah, yeah, he's a a problem. Problem. yeah, yeah, chase Claypool is a problem. I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but DJ Moore and, um, and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet had a good year last year. I love Bob Tunyon from the Packers. I loved him when he was with the Packers. I never understood why he wasn't utilized more. I don't now, know. Maybe, now, maybe Rodgers made him look better than he was, but I personally, I think he's good. He I also like got him. hurt, like, for a good stint he there. Got the hurt, he got hurt too. bad, too. Yeah. Um, he had moments where he looked amazing. Defensively, the D-line is still bad. They don't have any standout pass rushers. They're relying all on rookies that they 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 got some some really quality rookies, but you know, you can't rely on rookie defensive linemen, uh interior guys, especially to generate a pass rush. Linebackers are as good as you're gonna get in the NFL. Uh Tremaine Edmonds and and uh and um the other guy that they got from 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 you uh tick, the linebacker from Philly that they got is tremendous. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and um, the secondary will be good. The secondary is good. I mean, they have two legit corners. They have two legit safeties. They have a rotational corner. They have a nickel corner, slot corner. The secondary will be fine. Are they the deepest there? No, they're not. So injuries will hurt them. So the only thing that's going to affect the Bears this year, how far they're going to go. Can they generate a pass rush? Yet to be seen. I doubt they'll be able to unless they make another move before the season starts. Uh, can they protect fields? I think they'll do a better job. Is fields going to be able to make progressions, go through progressions, go through reads and deliver the ball from the pocket more often than not and and stop running the ball as much as he did because you're never going to last that long in this league doing that. 
Um, those are going to be the major questions heading into the year. Fields' development as a pocket passer, what does he look like? Can the line, even though it's been upgraded, protect him? And can they generate a pass rush? I think the floor for them is about six wins. That's the floor. I think the ceiling, perfect case scenario, nobody major gets injured. All the cards fall right. It's a 10-win season. That's the, that's the ceiling for them. I think they fall somewhere in the middle, eight or nine wins. I think that's where, where, where they'll end up at the end of the season. Joey D, now something I want to let's add to the segment. If that's what the, what his ceiling is, do you agree with that assessment? Obviously, we're not as plugged in, but do you think the ceiling for the Bears is ten, nine to ten wins? Yeah, I do. Really, I think the ceiling's way higher than that. I can't. I want to get. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people I, say that. Tick. I just, I can't. I can't. Their ceiling. I'm, they might not hit it, but I think their ceiling. They've I could got see it. them winning eleven games if all if all the things fell into place. I haven't seen the, yeah, schedule. the schedule's not horrible. Okay, the schedule's not horrible. Um, but again, you know, injuries play such a large part, and so you know somebody's going to get hurt. It's inevitable. By the it's way, the NFL. in the NFC North. I think an 11 win team could win the division this year. I, I don't Easily. think, I don't think, by the way, I think the Vikings are going to regress. I don't think that maybe the lions will be better than they were last year, but I don't, I think 11 wins in the NFC North is easily the, the division winner. So with bear down saying that, you know, 10 wins to see that, that might be enough easily to win the, the division. Could be. Could I be. just don't, the, the, the issue with them, I think is just going to, I just, uh, they're not going to be able to get home on a on on a good quarterback. They're not. They're not going to be able to get home, and you see too many teams lose games because of that. They just can't get pressure on the quarterback. And in this league, where the quarterback is protected more than any other position in any sport, they're protected overprotected. Number one, number two, it's a complete passing game now. This league, if you can't get home and get to the quarterback, you're in deep deep trouble. They're going to have to mix up uh, blitzes with safeties. They're going to have to bring Jaquan Brisker, the second-year guy at a Penn State, up into the box, mix stuff in for secondary guys to be blitzing, Tremaine Edmonds to be blitzing, because their D-line ain't going to get it done. I mean, you cannot name their top pass rusher. That's a problem. Nobody, If you're a casual fan, you probably uh, couldn't name their top pass rusher. It's a kid named Travis Gibson they're relying on out of fucking uh, – I believe he's out of – I want to say he's out of Tulsa – He's a he's a uh, third year or fourth year player out of Tulsa. I mean, that's not good. That's not good when that's yeah. your, your top pass rusher. They really should have gone after a pass rusher in the offseason. But again, um, this is not this was never going to be the year either, in my opinion. All eyes for Bears you fans. Guys, I think, expectations, big expectations for next season, 2024. You guys had gone la- the last year to the Vikings. Zadarius Smith would have been a huge improvement for you guys. Yeah, I mean, anybody of that caliber would be a big improvement. I just don't think, and I, I don't discredit polls for it. I don't think he wants to spend a bag on a veteran guy who's ready to go to a win now team. Uh, I'm not saying the Bears aren't a, the Bears aren't. Yeah, I am saying it. The Bears aren't a win now team. They're not. They're not a win now team. You still got a couple more year, they're years. They're a win the soon team. Yeah, he they're feels- a win soon. Next year, next year, 2024 is, is win now for the Bears because they're going to have so much money again. They're going to have so much draft capital again, two first round picks next year. They really, really next year, it's 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 a do or die year next year. This year, you I just want to see them Make the playoffs. Try to make the playoffs. I would love to see them make a wild card. I would. I, I still am not going to say they're going to win the division. I think Detroit is, you know, the favorite, even though Detroit, I think, is getting a little overhyped now. 
Again, they play Kansas City week one. That's the first game of the season. Uh, it's a touchdown spread. I think it's six. Uh, and I think Kansas City is going to mop the floor with them. I think Kansas City ah. is going to is going to destroy them on national TV. I just think Detroit is just getting too much hype. I do like the coach. I do like oh, the mentality Motor City over Dan. there. Yeah, I, I like Campbell. I like the mentality over there. I, I, I do. They have like the chip on the shoulder attitude, but I don't think you could really sell that this year. They're the favorite to win the division. They're, they're supposed to be there now. So that's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that. Cause I can't remember the last time that the lions were, you know, the team to be expected to win the division. Now that, that Rogers is gone. And I agree, Joe on the Vikings. I hated everything. The Vikings did this off season um, in free agency. Their draft was, was okay. I guess at, at best, um, so yeah, I, I and it comes the Packers, down to the bottom line. The, the Kirk Packers Cousins will go is not the as... guy. I don't think Kirk Cousins, he's a, he's a seasonal yeah, player. Yeah. The Packers now, you're going to find out very quickly within the first three to five weeks. If this, if Jordan Love has a sauce, I, I, I will say I was very down on him early on just because I thought them picking him and moving up in the draft when they got him with Rodgers still so clearly capable of being that guy, which he turned out to be MVP that same year that they drafted a friggin' quarterback in the first round. I just didn't see the need for it. So he caught some strays from me early on. I will say this, the game that he came out to play last year when Rodgers didn't play against the Philadelphia Eagles, I was actually pleasantly surprised with what I saw to Jordan Love. I thought he actually showed a lot of promise in the sense that he was staying in the pocket. He didn't seem razzled and he made some good deep throws. One was a bomb touchdown to Christian Watson. I, I just, I'm just really want to see how he deals with adversity because he really hasn't seen the field at all. So it's pretty much going to be an open slate. They're going to have to rely on the run game more than ever, you know, with Aaron Jones and then Quadzilla. They're going to have to really put, like, just their running game is going to have to be instrumentally good this year for the Packers to have a chance to to win now. I, I don't see it happening. I think the Packers end up being the third or even the fourth place team in the NFC North. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I think the defense has potential we got a great guy out of Iowa that I think is a definite Packers quality player and will fit the the regimen of our team very well but I don't I just don't know when you have question marks at the most important position in the game which is quarterback it's just very hard to tell how well you're going to do as a team so I, I my my expectations are very tempered with Green Bay um, I think they could get if we're talking ceiling, I would say their ceiling this year is nine wins. I, that is absolute ceiling. I think you're going to see them in the six to seven win kind of range. I just don't think that we're – I think it's going to be a rebuilding now with Rodgers leaving and just, you know, we haven't known anything since Aaron. I mean, Aaron has been – a decade player for us more you guys haven't you guys haven't known anything your age bracket as a Packers fan has not known anything other than Hall of Fame quarterback play your entire life that's and, what I, and I knew all of the quarterback, quarterback before player. him with Brett Favre that's that's what I'm saying 
I know. I'm not. I'm not talking about just Rogers. I'm talking about your age bracket. How old you been? Your age bracket. Since you were a kid watching them, you went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. If Jordan Love ends up panning out and being really good, I'm just going to throw both my hands up. (laughs) You know what? What are you going to do? This team, they just don't miss when it comes to quarterbacks. They just is what it is. Like I, I have nothing to say if he pans out. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, uh, the, the, the defensive player you took from Iowa. I liked him a lot. I, I liked That's him. A... I liked him, uh, for the bears. I just, you couldn't draft him as high as they were in the draft. I, I didn't think he was worth that high of a pick, but I do like him. I mean, I, I, I am not going to pretend sit here and pretend I didn't do. I think maybe he went a little high. Maybe, maybe I thought he was a second half of the first round kind of guy, but even still, I do like him. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's an up, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a high ceiling player. He's a monster, physical monster. Um, so I think he's good. I like uh, the tight end Christian, you guys got. Christian Watson, State. Christian Watson, I think will have a solid year this year. Yeah, I think he's, he's a beast. very, yeah, he's very beast. capable. Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs, yeah. And now Jaden Reed, I, I really like coming out of Michigan State, was drafted in the second round. I think he's got really good deep down potential, like big play potential. The thing is, I just don't know what we're going to get in terms of what kind of caliber throws. Jordan Love's got a big arm. I know he he can make the the deep pass. I just don't know his accuracy and if he's being pressured. You know, the, the thing with Aaron we saw last year, he used to be so elusive when he was under pressure. You know, he could get out of sacks and he took more sacks last year that I think he's ever taken. So I, I don't know how well Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed, Jordan Love is going to be in terms of eluding pressure and being able to see downfield and make plays and make downfield throws. So it all starts with him, man. And I just don't know what we're going to get. But the, the fact that I'm going into the season with tempered expectations means I can only be happy with hopefully the output that this team provides me with. Yeah, I mean, Packers fans got to be realistic. Like you can't, you can't expect Jordan Love to come in and do Aaron Rodgers things. You can't expect Jordan Love to come in and do Brett Favre things. What you what you want to see out of Jordan Love is a kid who knows how to manage the game, even though this is his first full season as the guy in Green Bay. He sat behind Rodgers long enough to know. You would hope, I would hope, if I was a Packers fan, a couple things, that he could manage the game, that he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and that he goes out there and he's able to win you a couple games by himself. If he could go out there and close out some fourth quarter drives to win a couple games, I'm not saying he's got to do it every game, maybe two or three games just to see that he's got that in him. Like, you know, like they're down four points. He drives down and scores a touchdown. They're down two points. He drives down, gets them in field goal range. Those type of things are intangibles uh, that he holds the team together. There's no dumb penalties. Stuff like that. I, I think that's what you want to see as a Packers fan. That's what you should look for. Don't look for an MVP guy. I mean, you can't be doing that. I don't that. expect I, I don't uh, Patrick Mahomes. Would. I don't expect no, Patrick no, Mahomes no, no, coming no, out. No, no, no. A guy who can lead that team, too, and who isn't overwhelmed with the other characters on that team and that offense specifically. A, a guy who, you know, he reminds me a lot of, and he's by no means as good as this guy, but he reminds me a lot of, uh, Jalen Hurts' first couple seasons with the Eagles before he was the guy and just like c- kind of had accuracy problems, had a good arm, but he was like a he was a good leader and he was a hard worker. And that jury's still out if Jordan Love is that 
guy, and I hope that he is, and I hope he works really hard and just for the sake of your team, but he sort of has the same style of play. He reminds me a little bit of of Jalen Hurts, and if he can be even a half of that, I mean, I think I think you'd be oh, pretty, I'd be, pretty I'd thrilled. Be, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the only thing with a guy like Hurts is like I, you know, being a, a really big fan of college football, like I don't. A lot of people will tell you that, and to some extent, it's not incorrect that the NFL, obviously, it doesn't always translate a good college quarterback or a great college quarterback doesn't translate always to the NFL. That's fine. But I will always argue that a quarterback who plays at the most elite level in college, which Jalen Hurts did at Alabama, and then relinquishing his spot to Tua on the biggest stage and being able to do that as a man and then going to Oklahoma and do what he did at Oklahoma, which is another elite program, a blue chip program in college football um, those type of guys who could operate at that level on the college level, Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, I, I always just think that they're going to be good in the pros because they know how to, how to play against the highest level of competition. They're coached. not playing, they're not playing I, bums. They're being coached by, by, by Lincoln Riley and by and Nick Saban. Saban. Yeah. I mean, they know what they're doing. And that was kind of my argument with Justin Fields coming out of the draft. Like I understood the argument of Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence played for Dabo at Clemson highest level. You saw what he did. I argued that him, him and Lawrence were one a and one B Lawrence with a slight edge. Maybe if, if that's what you want to say, but, but to, to take uh, flyers on a guy like a Trey Lance or, you know, some of these other guys that come from these, you know, smaller schools that that have never played against the most elite defensive players in the country. That's a risky play. It's a risky play. I'd rather, and that's what they did with Trubisky. I mean, Trubisky played in the ACC, the Bears I'm talking about, but they went with him over Deshaun Watson. And I'm not even going to talk about Pat Mahomes because 10 other teams passed on Pat Mahomes too. Yeah. But you can't pass on Deshaun Watson for a guy like Mitch Trubisky who played one season at North Carolina. I don't give a shit what you see in him. I'm sorry. I, I I don't care what you see in him. I want to. I want the guy who's been in the dog fights. You saw what Mahomes did against Baker Mayfield, Texas Tech, Oklahoma. That game it was like 56, 52. Like this guy stood stood toe to toe. Deshaun Watson went to national championships. He he went to national championships. I believe back to back years he won one. So I, I just I rather go with the blue chip guy, the blue blood guy. But that being said. Uh, that's why I, I, I get the Jalen Hurts comparison tick, but Jalen to me, if like Jalen struggling a little bit, his first, that doesn't worry me as much because I feel like a guy like that, just that, that won't rattle him. It won't phase him because he's been <clears throat> through so much already at that point in his career. Well, yeah, sense. but also what makes Jalen special too is, is that his team is great. Before, his his that, team is yes, great. That's very true. That's his very good. His team is fucking awesome. But I've never seen a guy ever, and I don't watch as diligently as you, but I watch a lot of football. I've never seen a guy take the jump that he took a couple of years ago to the jump last year, where he they was at. It. And that and that is a, a big they testament were, to they that were. is a big testament to what he says because no one ever says his top his top attribute is his arm, his accuracy, knowing the playbook. It's it's his quality of a man and how hard yeah. he works. That's always been the number one thing. And that's always what will set him apart. So even though I still to this day don't think his ceiling is anywhere near that of a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, what gets him all the way to his ceiling, which is still a damn good quarterback, is because of the kind of guy that he is and, and the hard worker is. He's a, he's gamer. a gamer. He's a gamer. And he's a winner. Listen, 
I was one of those people two years ago when they played Tampa in the playoffs, and I forget what the line was on that game. I said, I don't care what the line is. I'm I'm taking Tampa by by a billion because I just felt like he wasn't ready yet. But now last year, you see the way that Howie Rosen constructs these teams. He builds them from the inside out. This defensive line, this offensive line, they're the best in football. They're the best team built through the. He draft. was the most hated NFL. man in in Philadelphia for and a that's long fine. time. That's, that's all a well long, and good, but you time. just look at what this guy yeah, knows recently. what he's doing, man. Like that's what you do to have success. You protect your quarterback. You kill the other quarterback. That's the recipe for success in the NFL. You protect your own quarterback and you try and kill the other quarterback with the yeah. front lines at the front lines, and then the cherry on top. Not only getting the slim reaper in the draft. Uh, obviously, yeah. but, oh, but bringing in AJ Brown change. And, and I mean, listen, they're yeah. a sick team. They got a top five tight end. They got a top five We're wide good. receiver. They got another receiver who well, I would argue is probably a top 15. Not a top receiver. five tight end. Goddard, do you think is top five? Absolutely. I do Joe. Absolutely. He's, I, he's absolutely on the cusp do, there Joe. for sure. I, so who named five better? He's Kelsey. a great. Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey. I would say Kelsey. I would yeah. say um, Mark Andrews. I would put. Ahead yes, of him, I'd agree. I would put um uh who's the other um tight end who was uh, on par with Kelsey this year? Oh my god, who's the dude from uh, Oakland? Um, Darren Waller, but he gets, he gets hurt. Darren Waller, he gets but hurt he too often. I'm telling you right now, Joe, you're struggling already after two, and so would I. I I'm telling you, Dallas Goddard is a top five tight end in this league, in my opinion. I, mean, I, 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 I think, think he's, he's a great, top five tight end. I really incredible. do. He's a he's a stud. He is a stud. Yep. Well, so anyway, I guess to bring that all the way into my version of what the Eagles would need is it's probably the most oh, talented George roster. Kittle. George, George Kittle. Kittle yeah, yeah course, Kittle's a bar. Yeah, of course. Those are the top three. I think Goddard's five. Or five. I would um, say, really do. would you say that uh, Hawkinson is better than Goddard? No, no I wouldn't. Would no, you put, not yet. Would you no, put Freermuth from the, the Steelers? No, no, I wouldn't. I would not. I've seen Goddard's big – Goddard is as reliable as they come. What the he's dude on from the field, Miami? Man. What's his name? Um, Gesicki? Gesicki's not. No. I like him. No, I like him more than they, Pat Fryermuth. But they, they in joke in yeah, joke they phased him out though. They phased yeah. they phased Gesicki out of that offense. And joke is another guy with a and lot. Joke is another potential. guy who shows promise, but then he'll drop yeah, off yeah, and do nothing it. for three weeks. I tell you who I like. I like the the uh, the tight end uh, Hayden Hurst from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah I, think I he's do. A good very good. I don't think he's better than Goddard, but I think he's very. Yeah, good. I like him. But anyway, questions I would have for the Eagles would be it's probably the most talented roster since I've been watching football, since I've been watching the Eagles and loving them since I was a kid. I mean, maybe they'll have better success in other seasons, but this is certainly winning the Super Bowl a few years ago. But this is the most on paper talented roster we've we've ever had. It's even more talented than last year. We had an amazing draft. We pick up a guy who gets hurt a lot, but he's a great running back when he's in and Dondre Swift. I mean, we just, and like Mikey said, everything with our, our offensive line, protect our guy. And we have some of the best D tackles playing oh. right now. I mean, oh. we're incredible on our oh. defensive line is something we've always been known for. And somehow it gets better and better on paper every fucking year. I mean, you, you're pairing, you're pairing Jalen Carter now with, uh, with, with his buddy from Georgia, the kid who's like the size of a, of a fucking. Oh yeah. Wagon. What's that kid's name? He's massive. I, Jordan. I'm, Jordan. Um, Jordan. Jordan Davis. Yeah. Jordan Davis. I mean, you talk he was banged up last year, too, wasn't he? You will not. You will not. If these guys stay healthy, no one is going to run the ball against Philadelphia. Nobody. No. Nobody's going to run. The, now, 
Now, but they I, could I throw it out oh, up top. Our safeties are a little weak. Reed Blankenship's yeah. not the end-all be-all of the strong safety position. And neither is um, the other guy. Edmonds, is that his fucking name? Uh, our f- strong free safety. Anyway, we're stacked everywhere, but that is a problem. If you want to go deep on us, it might be the answer because you're certainly not running on us. Um, but that leaves the only question that I would have, and it's not a huge question, but it is something I'm a little worried about, is if Nick Sirianni is the guy. I have questions about him, and I had the most questions about him when I saw him sobbing like a child at the National <laughs> Anthem before the Super Bowl game. Don't ever cry before you win the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, I don't no matter, know no matter how, No matter how amazing the National Anthem patriotic. is. You get You get 18 I- of them. I don't mind him crying. I I I minded. I minded. I minded when his his quarterback, when his quarterback had to reprimand him on the sideline. Of course. And that happened. That was the big stage, but that happened numerous times in the, in the regular season. See, that's silly. Like Sirianni's. And I mean, I I can't really speak to it because I I have such a biased input because all my friends from home are all Giants fans. They cannot. I mean, when I tell you these people fucking hate Nick Sirianni Uh, and Nick Sirianni would be a guy that we would normally root for Italian guy, Philadelphia, you know, but he's a New York guy though. He's such a jackass. His he's such a jackass that everybody just despises him. Is he really? You think? Yeah, he's a Joe. He's a jackass. He's Especially a jackass. in his post game interviews, he's always acting like a jackass, and he's crying on the fucking field before you well, win anything. Well, I thought that was patriotic. Like, I didn't think there was anything oh, wrong with go that. Go fucking. I mean, it wasn't. Something. It wasn't like it wasn't like a No Sean Moreno Niagara Falls moment when it No was Sean pretty, Moreno like he was he he the faucet on and that tear was insane. Joe, did you see that tear? And like, yeah. I think it was. <laughs> In 5K, they saw the thing roll down his whole Yo, cheek. Sick. Sick. <laughs> yeah, but no Sean, when no Sean cried, like he had legitimate, like it was like a faucet got turned on. Like I never seen a man cry like that, like just consistent crying. It was impressive. I've seen men cry from national anthems before, but don't do it before you got a job to do. If I if I was being led into a battle by a general and we started with the national anthem, and I see him crying before I'm about to go try to kill the other people's arm. I I, I can't follow that guy. I can't follow. Cry when we win. Cry when we win. Let's let's win it and then cry. Yeah. Then cry. And I and I saw as well. Remember Vernon Davis? Like many years back when they were playing the saints or something, he started crying after he had this huge catch in the end zone where he got fucking demolished. He got destroyed. He was almost paralyzed this guy, but it was an amazing catch. And he started crying before they won anything. And then they lost. I don't believe in crying before you win the Super Bowl. I just think it's bad luck. I I don't think anything good comes from it. Anyway, no crying on sports. Fuck, fuck me. Well, there (laughs) is when you win, there is when you win. I have no problem when you win. Go win the Civil War, and then let's then we'll cry about it. Then we'll Understood. have a good long cry about it. Um, <laughs> moving on to uh, moving on to um, Shohei Otani, I think is something that we we haven't talked enough about in the last couple weeks. Um, I keep meaning to get to it, but we haven't touched on him too much. But this is a guy who Mikey V. I know we 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 touched on it last week, but it seems like these conversations are getting more and more real with him. Would you want him on the Yankees? If not, oh, what's a yeah. realistic opportunity for him? I mean, where where do you see this whole storyline and narrative? I, would I want him? I I want him. I want it all, Tick. I want it all. Would you, want... would you trade Aaron Judge for him? No. Uh, no, no, it's no, 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 it's asinine Pitches. to do that. It's they're right back to where they started. If they do that, I, the thing is, can you they get judge, <laughs> and they have judge and him on the same team? I mean, could you like, imagine that? Here's the problem. Open up the judge, and listen, judge. Um, 
I can't get on judge for the toe injury because that's really the Dodgers fault. The way that stadium is built, like it's ancient, it's overrated, uh, no padding on the outfield wall. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Now the guy's going to be out. Judge is gone. He, he's gonna, he's, what do you mean? How long is he out for? He's going to be out past the All-Star break. He says he still can't walk without pain. He tore I a ligament. it was a 10-day. He I tore was... a ligament in his toe. He just came out and said it like five days ago. So the Yankees didn't tell you that because the Yankees are non-transparent scumbags. That's why. I love the New York Yankees, but this is how the Yankees handle business. They don't tell you what happens. They, why they, wouldn't they have said that right out of the gate? Because they, they're not going to. Because they know that the fans are already restless. The natives are restless because they're not hitting. Um, but Shohei Otani, I mean, you're talking about a guy. I mean, he's got, what does he have this year? 28. 20, uh, gonna, yeah, he's got 28 home, home runs. runs. He hit another one. Was it, was it 28 now? He's got 28 home runs. Oh, he's, batting, he's, batting, he's batting over 300. He's batting over 300, and he's got 28 home runs. And up, he's right? a pitcher. And he's a pitcher, and he's a damn good pitcher. The Yankees need to do anything and everything: pay the luxury tax, pay, uh, you know, pay community chest, pay chance, go to jail, go directly to jail, <laughs> don't collect two hundred dollars. Do whatever you have to do to get this man to New York, and then we're talking. Then we're talking. Well, imagine and, you and, you and add the bats. Fat- yeah, and you get, get another starting pitcher. Get rid of Glaber fucking Torres yeah. and his bullshit oh base running. He's he, it's, it's embarrassing. It's the same <laughs> thing all the time. Get rid of Josh Donaldson, another fucking uh, uh, another joke guy. Every other plays an error. He, he's just a mess. Then we could start talking. Then we could start. I want them to pursue Shohei Otani. I don't think the Angels. Are, well, I, I don't know. The Angels could trade him. I, I guess they could trade him. Some team could blow them away uh, for the trade offer. I hope he hits free agency, and I hope the Yankees uh, do everything in their power to be the the New York Yankees of old and and do it. I, I know a lot of people are going to hate it. They're going to say, "Oh, you know, you buy the team." I don't give a fuck. Go out and get the guy because if your team did it, whoever your team is, you're talking shit on the Yankees. If your team did it, you wouldn't say a fucking word about it. You would not say a word about it if your team went out and broke the bank and gave this guy eight hundred. Oh, we'd never know because your team's the only one that ever does it. No, you're taking that's all the true. fucking that's business. Not, that's not look true. At the Padres, normally, look at the Padres. Yeah, the, yeah, the what Red about, Sox have done I mean, it a lot too. What about the Dodgers? I, I, Mookie oh. Betts. I mean, come on. He's, and before he's, Illich died, the Tigers were doing it left and right in the late two, like 2000, teams 2007, do it. Teams, Yeah, I, you teams started that trend, but yes, we teams do we it did. now. We teams <laughs> do do it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would think they definitely trade him, but I would think they trade him to the NL. I mean, it seems like the Dodgers are a, are a big uh, contender for him. That's where you know, I would if think the Dodgers get fucking Otani, man, like, you know, like oh they're becoming the new God. age. Yankees they are. Because they are fucking ridiculous. Now. I agree. I do agree. I thought that. I thought Juan Soto was going to go to the Dodgers. He ended up going to the Padres. I, I think yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I don't ever know where these guys end up, but. The Yankees desperately need hits, and they desperately need somebody other than Garrett Cole on the mound who can deliver. Yeah, I mean, every time I check an update on Carlos Rodon, he's oh, he's very close now. He's closer than close now. What's he's happening with Nestor Cortez this year? What is going on with Cortez? Yeah, nasty Nestor. That you know, that was fun while it lasted. You know, we had a good time with that. <laughs> he the was mustache. an all star last yeah, year. I love, I mean, and listen, I, I love the guy. I, I I I can't sit here and tell you I don't. I love the guy. Um, they have a retread Luis Severino who was broken in 2018, let alone 2023. He was broken in the playoffs. He got broken in the playoffs. 
Um, they have Domingo Herman, who can go out there some nights and he looks he looks spectacular some nights and then ten runs. And then like you know you got fucking Clark Schmidt and you, you this is yeah. just the way it is. Carlos Rodon's not there. He was supposed to be there. Frankie Montaz, another guy that they well, he is close, on. Mikey V. He is close. Very, he's close. He's closer than very he was. close. Frankie yeah. Montaz, another guy last year they pick up that you know is a disappointment. So the Yankees have missed more often than not. Cashman's never on the hot seat for anything. Uh, he's got the golden ticket through to family, but we're talking about Shohei Otani. I would love to see it. Um, I, I mean, man, oh man, what, man, uh, what fucking kind of revenue they would bring into when, when you trot out Shohei Otani on the mound and then you got Aaron judge and him back to back in a lineup with John Carlos Stanton, who, a lot of people want to say what they want to say about him, but he'll still be there. So if you're talking to me, you got Otani and Judge. Imagine he went to the Mets. Stanton. The Mets are a fucking mess. Fucking they're, a, they're a bigger mess than the Yankees. But I'm saying that they're, they're, they're a they, team that's how shown can they do that after they, they just after they just went wild for Verlander, if they just went wild for Scherzer and nothing is working out for them, nothing, nothing is working out for them. They are so bad, the Mets. They had that meltdown against your Phillies the other night. Yeah. Tech, and We're, that was like an epic meltdown. I couldn't yeah. believe it. We're treading on and, my problem, by the way. We're treading. <laughs> this is, this is well, where I'm listen, heading later on in the show. And, and listen, for, coming from a guy who listens to New York sports radio every day, driving to and from work, the Mets fans are like on the brink of just, they don't even know what to say anymore. This team, you want to talk about an organization that really has like a curse to it almost. I agree. The New York Mets, yeah. when they were on paper before this season started, you look Pete Alonzo, uh, Scherzer, uh, you know, uh, Verlander, and you look DeGrom's departure wasn't even that big of a deal at that yeah. point because the, of the guys that they brought in. And now it's like, it's like the shit has hit the fan. The GM is a bozo. He talks in, in yeah. circles. He gives you word yep. salad every time he tries to yep. terrible. That's the guy I'm going after. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the, and the Mets usually at least do New York, the courtesy of waiting till September to fall apart. That's usually yes. when they destroy themselves. <laughs> yeah. but this after year, the all-star break yes. this year, they're yes. doing it the whole way through. I mean, yeah, they gave them, so them no hope. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but to put a button on the whole show, Otani thing, it, it I guess maybe Judge would be the one guy. I don't think there's a guy in the league who I wouldn't trade for that guy. I mean, the fact that he can do both at a, at a Hall of Fame level, I mean, that's just that that it, that doesn't scream MVP more than anything I could possibly think of. I mean, he's the most impressive baseball player, two-way guy since Babe Ruth. I mean, I didn't watch him, but I heard a lot no, of stories. No, he is. No, he is. Yeah, it's not. I, and it's not even that. I don't think the Yankees like. It's not like. It's just you being the same. Just place. saying like. You can't trade Judge, especially now after right. what you did this offseason to pay oh, well, him. Of course, you, you you can't. But um, yeah, there's nobody in the league that's as as worth it right now. Shohei Otani and Judge was on a great great tear again before he got hurt, and it wasn't just a great tear at the plate, which he was doing great in the field. He was fucking everywhere in the field, everywhere, every day, making spectacular circus catches every game, gunning people out. He's got a, a cannon of an arm. It was going to be another really great MVP race for the AL, but now it's Otani by, with a bullet because Judge is done. Judge is yeah. done. You won't see Aaron Judge, Joe. Mark my words, Joe. You won't see Aaron Judge back on, on the field until August. At, at best. Well, that's at a best. problem. That's a at problem. Best. 
Yeah, it's a fucking huge problem. They stink. It's a huge problem. They stink. They're they not do, good. He's not wrong. They do stink. Yeah, they, they stink. Do. They At do least stink. they won when we were there. Well, if the Audi Club went to every game, they'd have a chance. Some say ticket not showing up to the game fucked the whole season for us. <laughs> well, they I won and I didn't go. So well, yeah, but it was it's been downhill since then. <laughs> Ever since then. Um, all right, guys, we have a, some really good viewer questions today that I want to spend some time on. So let's just do a little rapid fire check, until we get check. to. Oh, Joey D's got a question. Hand raised. Yes, we got it. We got it. We got to talk hockey for a minute here. Yeah, okay? from going. Yeah, perfect. The draft is tonight, isn't it? No, they just had. Yeah, Connor Bedard. He went First one. Foremost, the Blackhawks, right? This guy yeah. is supposedly the next McDavid. The next guy. Crosby, the next Gretzky, 17 years old. And this what? kid, he's 17, 17 years old. And this kid is as good as advertised. He absolutely lit up the, the, the junior championships for team Canada this year. He is going to be a sensational player to watch. Now he's going to have to fill out. He's a small guy. Like if you see him, I mean, first and foremost, he's, he's going to get crushed, but yeah, he's going to have to beef up. But I tell you what, there's not been this much hype since McDavid, who has lived up, in my eyes, to the hype. He has been the best hockey player I've watched, I think, since Wayne Gretzky. I mean, people might argue that Crosby's better. I just think that Connor McDavid is doing unbelievable things. Connor Bedard is a sensational talent, 17 years old, going to the Blackhawks, who also just traded for, um, what's his name, uh, from the Bruins, Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. Who was yeah. also supposed to, he was that guy like 10, no, he's 12 not that years guy ago. Anymore now. No, he he's 36 not. 36 points. And you know what? The Bruins are pretty smart to drop him off of, you know, off the cap and, and release $6 million in cap space. But I just think it's like, you don't see players like this very often who are so hyped up. And it's unbelievable to me, like the amount of pressure, like, you look in basketball, LeBron James coming out of high school. Hey, the this amount guy from, of this guy from France is under just the same amount of pressure. I was yeah. just going to say you you haven't seen NBA, NHL back to back drafts where they're saying the number one overall guy is supposed to be a generational this, that, and the other thing. And meanwhile, the NFL draft, you had so much like they couldn't even decide who was going to go number one overall. It was it's not like the upcoming NFL draft where it's like Caleb Williams with a bullet. Everyone's like Caleb Williams, uh -huh. Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams. So it's, it, that's interesting, Joe. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I was just saying that, like, the amount of pressure that's going to be on this kid to oh. perform or people going to games now, because the Blackhawks were terrible. I mean, they were, they, were, they were not a good team last year. They're a terrible team. They should never have gotten him in the draft. They, they had like a 25 or 30% chance, maybe less, to get him in the, in the, in the draft. They do the, the, you know, the, what do you call it? The lottery? The lottery, lottery yeah. yeah. And they lucked out, and, you know, Chicago... A lot of people think it's rigged, by the way. You think it's rigged? Well, Chicago's one of those teams in sports that hockey's better when the, when Chicago's better, you know, when Chicago's good. Same with Detroit. There's That's one of those teams in hockey when the Chicago Blackhawks are having fun. All hockey fans are they having seemed, fun. And I think they, they dominated kinda, for I years, don't know. man. When they had when they had Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, Jonathan Taze as their and then you know you look at the the defensemen they had with Seabrook and Duncan Keith and these BC boys yeah. who were just unbelievable. I mean, 
Unfortunately, the Canucks took the brunt of these fucking guys because they knocked us out so many times in the freaking playoffs. But it was fun to watch Patrick Kane just gliding yeah. through. So you know, who who was guys. who was the last baseball prospect that generated that much hype for a draft? It got to be Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Harper. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So that's and like a Bryce Harper. What about Mike level. Trout? Mike Trout was not a. He wasn't a huge. He was he's not obviously Harper, one of the best of all time. Harper, but like baseball is so much different, right? Like baseball yeah. is so much different because what do you expect the guy to go out there and do? Yeah. Like what do you expect him to bat four? He was going to be Ted Williams. And that same season, that same year when that was happening, Steven Strasburg was right there too. He was yeah. like the pitcher yeah. fiend. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they That's both right. went to the Nash. That's right. Yep. That's what yep. I, I remember. Harper. The hype guys. around Bryce Harper was outrageous. It, yeah, it was. Outrageous. It was. Like nothing I've ever seen. It was crazy. These young guys have so much pressure, which, you know, that's why, like, even a guy like Anthony Volpe for the Yankees, there's so much that's a ton talk of and there's so much pressure, especially in an organization like that. Like the expectations that these people have of a young kid entering the league for the first time is almost yeah, like you want the guy to be Derek Jeter. I mean, it's, that's not, that's not real. Well, he might end up in the future. He's not right now. That's for sure. But you know, he's it's turned just it it's around. He's, he's had a decent little run now, but I'm saying I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm, I'm giving him some slack because it's tough. Like this Bedard, man, this guy is going to face a ton of pressure and we'll see what he's worth. But I tell you what, I would I would pay the entrance fee to get into a hockey game to watch this kid play because I tell you what it's not going to matter because nobody's going to beat the Las Vegas Knights probably again next year. There they I never seen that team was like a fucking machine, a well oiled machine. I I was I'm free money with the Knights. They're they're such great guys too. I was talking to Mark Stone. He's he's a friend of the program. (laughs) Watches the brilliantly dumb show by the way, Mikey V. Wow, Wow. yeah. He DM me said you know these guys because he's from he's a BC like he understands. Canadian he's a Canadian boy so mm-hmm. he goes you know they don't understand you but the these guys are just they were put together and I agree they looked in the playoffs like a, a team possessed they just re-signed Barbashev who they got in trade deadline who was a massive massive acquisition in terms of like his output for them in the playoffs and you know this Aiden Hill goalie it didn't look like he was supposed to be their guy and he really fucking came into his own so i don't know it's gonna be exciting I, I i wanted to just briefly touch on hockey though because we didn't even talk about the knights playoff really hockey great. was great playoff hockey was great you so much better than the nba so too, much better Mike. than the nba the, the over so on better. on those i'm nights, so man. sick of the fucking i'm so glad ticket you skipped the fucking nba thing because it's Dunk. it stinks it stinks it stinks <laughs> Joe loves it, but it stinks. Joe, I'm going to give you hockey now. You got a playoff hockey guy in me now. I love that. I love that. But I cannot. I cannot. Mikey, I I bet you if you you start watching hockey throughout the season, your your percentage of bets for the only subs – you you might make a fortune next year because you were on fire. The hockey is – but it's something about playoff hockey. It's just a little bit. Well, these guys, is. these guys are just these guys are psychos. I'll I mean, tell you what's a ton of fun. Die on the ice. It's sick. It's it's true. There's more intensity and brutality in one line shift, one line shift, and they're usually out there on average between sixty to ninety seconds. And I mean, they're sometimes flying. two minutes. They're There's flying. more intensity in that than an entire half of basketball. Winning the Stanley. These Cup guys are running the around NBA? like they don't give a shit in the, in the NBA. hundred percent. Any hundred percent. These guys are flying around the ice road, ready to kill themselves for a regular yeah, season game. Awesome. Mark Stone awesome. messaged me. He said, winning the Stanley Cup 
was second-handedly the, the most incredible experience, aside from having his daughter, and he said it wasn't far off, that he's ever witnessed. These guys, some of them will never win it again. It's like they put their blood, sweat, tears, everything they have to go into winning that Stanley Cup. It's it's what do you pretty think wild. They, what do you think they do to that cup when they take it home at night? Oh, they 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 have fun with it, man. I've heard they some do a lot of Did you see Ovechkin? Ovechkin had in like a pool in like a city street. He yeah, was like in a yeah. fucking yeah. in like a waiting pool or he's something. He's a fucking he's a wild boy. Actually. <laughs> he is a wild boy. I saw I saw a thing on I think it was Zyre Golf or one of the Colorado Golf Blog on on Instagram. It showcased Alex Ovechkin's first ever golf round that he ever played. Don't he tell got me he a hole well. in one Fuck on him. his first now I hate ever now I hate round him. of golf. Yeah, now and he I goes, he goes, I hit the ball, it went into the cup. And they said, Did you buy drinks for everyone? He goes, No, we play in two days, so I have to wait. I can't have all the guys drunk. I'm playing Monday. <laughs> I'm playing Monday. It's gonna be really horrific. Really horrific. <laughs> That's fine though. Well, but hole eighteen. Last time you went out, I mean, you finished strong. Just hole pick eighteen up where you left was off. great. Pick hole up where you left I have off. a, I have a new thing. I watch a new YouTube video, so that doesn't help me. Don't go down that rabbit oh, hole, man. That's a rabbit. No, hole. I've been there, dude. I'm gonna just clear my mind of everything, and I'm just. But the thing swing. with the YouTube swing videos, away, Meryl. That's the best way to go. Swing Correct. Away. The YouTube videos fuck you up because they give you 15 tips. You're trying to remember all 15 tips on that very next round of golf, and you you just pick one thing to do better. I, I would yeah. have 15 yeah. different things going yeah. on, and I'd miss it. I would become yeah. out worse than I was the day before. Well, that's – and the lessons, no knock on my instructor. I mean, he's a good guy. He knows what he's doing for sure. I've seen the guy plays. But, I mean, like, he's telling me these things, and I'm just like, man, oh, man. Like, I, 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 it's just like I'm trying to it's remember. It's overwhelming. All it is overwhelming. They got to give you one new thing to work on. Work on it for two weeks. Get it ingrained. Take a thousand swings so it becomes a part of your habitual swing. Then give you the next thing yeah, to work yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it. But um, if I and, could get a thousand swings in, in two it, weeks, but... it would be a, it would be a, mer- <laughs> a miracle of yeah. Christ. Yeah. Well, that's how these kids get better. I mean, we, we got jobs and shit. We can't get better. But that is the way to do it if you have the time. And I tell you who's got the time. Joey D's got the time. Oh, <laughs> sure does. Sure does. Sure does. I'm talking to a coach. I'm talking to a coach. Are you really? Yeah, Coach Dan. I actually had sent him in some videos. He wanted some videos of me swinging like um, dead on and like from the back, to, like a uh, pitching wedge, eight iron and driver. And he's going to break down the, the swing and start sending me some exercises to do to help some, with some stuff. So that's good that's, though, Joe. That's good though, you. man. I, like, I you, got should, you should be so doing. I think we should be recording video. it for Bob to. I mean, I think it should be recorded. Well, you know now but... what they're doing, and I got a phone call from Perez. Is Callaway is getting me set up with their new wedges, and they're getting a guy. Oh, to I give saw me, those new wedges. They're nice. They're getting a guy to give me instructional help. Hey, Joe, do a, me a favor, would you? Tell Callaway to send a few balls over my way if they can afford it. All I can right? get you some golf. All the yeah, balls are going to Bob. They don't have any balls left. this way. Why? <laughs> Why does? What the fuck does he need the ball? By the way, you know Callaway's Instagram. No, I mean they have losing. Been, they've been body bagging me. They Did have, you see that, Mikey? Yeah. I don't want to die they too much in dumb territory the... but that is they bodied you man they did a thing of like the golf ball maker with like a thousand <laughs> golf balls yeah and they put like 
tag one friend who's going to lose all these in a round. Yeah. And then they put at Joey.coldcut. Now, you see, Joe, if I was involved, all the heat would be off of you because I would be the one getting tagged. No, I don't intense. think you would because you're a brand oh, new golfer. Oh, I would, Joe. You're a brand new golfer. I just bought, I just bought, and this is embarrassing, right? Because you know you're a bad golfer when. You know you're bad. You know you're a bad golfer when you purchase the yellow balls because no, you're purchasing I don't know about that. Yeah, because yeah. you're doing that because you don't want to lose because you don't want to lose. Well, number one, I don't give a fuck if I lose them, but I just want to be able to locate them because they're never on the fairway ever. Like maybe like <laughs> a couple of holes, maybe maybe I'll hit the fairway four times out of eighteen. That would be that would be fucking ideal if I could do that. And that's have what's you, very frustrating. Have you ever tried aiming ball. like really far left or right, whichever way you're oh, going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just go polar oppo and hope Correct. for the best. Yeah, that yeah. don't work. Yeah. The funniest thing is <laughs> on like, these Instagram pages, they show a guy who's like teed up here, but actually, like the dude, I like, saw that. I saw that. That was incredible. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I saw Phil Mickelson hit a shot, fucking a backward shot out of a bunker, like up on a hill. I and guess Adam it behind him, yeah. and he hit it behind him and like rolled it right to the pin. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know what, man? Like, fuck you too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's, let's just jump right into this. Who's a problem segment guys. Let's jump, jump into this uh, new segment. That's all the rage dog. Yeah. I mean, I started touching on it before chase Claypool is a problem for the bears, man. Like, Listen, I am not one to say, well, no, I, I mean, I guess I am one to say, uh, I said it, I sold it on the brilliantly dumb show, the, 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 the fanny packs over the chest look, I think it's outrageous, but whatever, neither here nor there. Um, but Chase Claypool being in France, modeling a shirt that looks like a wicker basket cut out <laughs> a long sleeve wicker basket. I didn't was see that. With like a with like a with like a schmata on his head, looking mm-hmm. like, a, like a, like a 90 year old Italian grandmother. Um, and like these weird, like, I get it. Like everyone's styles unique. Like Kanye West walks around. He looks like a fucking freak show too. some of the stuff he wears, but I like, Kanye. so I mean, like, I, I, I love Kanye's music, but Chase Claypool, like, listen, yeah, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. That that's the wicker basket shirt. Yeah. You'd think he'd be working on his game. Maybe. Well, that's my whole point. Listen, you know, you just got you were an outspoken vocal guy when you were with the Steelers. Uh, you feel like you're one of the better players in the league. You think you're this. You think you're that. You come to the Bears. Uh, you dropped oh. a couple. <laughs> what, happened? what happened? What happened? Yeah, yeah, that's How the one. Ridiculous that that looks. Yeah, I, I, that's oh, my God. You come. Number one, you're in Chicago now. Right. And you came from Pittsburgh. Now, those are similar places, blue collar places, tough crowds, old school football fans like just have some kind of like consciousness about what you're what you what you're purporting to to everyone who's watching you like you got criticized heavily last year that the second round pick, which ended up being the last pick of the first round that was traded for you was a terrible decision by your GM. And you're out there fucking dressing up like this, and you're you should just be fucking working out and 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 working towards this season. But you know, you can't say that. 
because if you say that, then, you know, you have a whole crowd that's like, well, you know, he's on, it's, you know, his individualistic uh, preferences. And what do you, you know, you're not one to say, <laughs> you know, I'm not one to say, but I'm just going to tell you what everyone else is thinking. You look like a fucking jerk off. That's what you look like. <laughs> you look like a jerk off. Not even what you're wearing. Just like the, just the, 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 the sheer inability to recognize what you should be doing against what you're actually doing. That's why you look like, like Odell Beckham good in his guys and going on a boat before a playoff game, man. <laughs> exactly. Complete... Yeah, perception. Perception is everything. Optics are everything. Even if you don't believe it and you want to live in fantasy land, people out there who want to deny that you could deny it all you want, but bosses look at it. Managers look at it. Teammates look at it. Fans look at it. And I guarantee you the majority thinks that he looks like an asshole that, that, and again, not the appearance, but, but his, his actions are speaking louder than his words. And he's going to learn very quickly this year that he is not going to get another contract. They are not going to renew him past this year. If he's going to again, flop. Now, maybe he comes out this year. He's got the body. He's got the physicality. He's got the talent to get it done. If he doesn't, he'll be gone. If he does, then I'll shut up. But Chase Claypool, as of today, June 28th, 2023, the year of our Lord, is a problem. <laughs> so do you think it, with good play, you get away with that shit? Like, you'd have you no do. problem. Yeah, I do. Yeah. If, if he came, if he came out that. and played like DeAndre Hopkins, nobody would say a word. If he came out and played like Devontae Adams, nobody would come and say a word. You just got... Uh, I mean, Justin Bears Jefferson's fan, doing you stuff. Just nobody got, cares. Dustin Jefferson... If but the problem is, is that we just traded a what ended up being a first round pick for you, right? Like yeah. with that comes tremendous responsibility, and to me, it seems like he'd rather be playing dress up in Paris, and that's a problem. Hence, why he's my problem. Yeah, he's a problem. You're right. He's, he's a, problem. a problem. Joey D. He's a problem, Tick. I'll tell you, who's a problem is um, all of these guys, and so far, there's only been one that have been listed. These NFL guys betting on sports. So Isaiah Rogers <laughs> on football, on football and yeah. on their own games. <laughs> yeah. So we saw with Calvin Ridley the year before this, this past, he missed the whole season, which is to me, which is ridiculous, okay. but yeah, okay. it was ridiculous. fair enough. Fair enough. Ridiculous. He was, he was made to be like the, you know, the, the poster boy for what happened. Yes. Yeah. They made this. an example out of him. God made an example. But that being said, there is no reason if you're in the NFL and you're seeing what just happened to this guy, who, by the way, is a very capable receiver, very talented, missed the whole year. Why in God's name would you bet on your own games, let alone any games in the NFL? You're making millions and millions of dollars. How much are you putting on a bet? that it is going to be life-altering for you, that you're willing to risk an entire season. Yeah, but Joe, I, I agree with everything you're saying, Joe, except for the for the unit amounts, because you're you're a gambler. You're not wagering to make life-altering wins. I understand, wins. but Mikey V, it's just that they like to bet. That they like to bet. I knew that someone found out I was playing placing a wager, yes. That yes. I could lose a year with Bob does sports. Yeah, I wouldn't make a sing. I wouldn't even bet on who fucking comes down first. You know, a, a, Joey D wouldn't even drive. flip. A, he wouldn't even flip a coin. I wouldn't or play rock paper scissors. With I you, wouldn't. If he asked because it's just it wouldn't be a value. There's no reason to be do like, it. all right, Joe. What restaurant you want to go to? Odds or evens? Be like, no, I'm out. I can't do. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm sorry. I wouldn't play credit card roulette either. 
Here's the hypocritical <laughs> thing about it all, though. I agree. I agree with the take. The hypocritical thing is that the NFL just has some balls to be putting yeah. up partnership posters with DraftKings FanDuel, and then you're going to come it's down and make stunning. Calvin Ridley look like Jack the Ripper because he bet on a football. I agree like, with come that, on, but Mikey V, once they make an example yeah. of one guy as another player, that's the stupidity know, that I agree with, Joe. You have I agree. to know agree. what you're putting yourself Even into. Even though it's not right, those are the rules, and these guys, guy, you know, these guys don't want to play by He's going to miss the entirety of the season. By the way, there's a bunch of other guys they haven't even announced who they are. Yet. The Colts, right? There's a bunch of guys on the Lions. I don't know Colts. if it's 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 uh, they, Isaiah Rogers, the only one that they've announced, cornerback yeah. for the Colts. But apparently, the Lions, there's several other too. players yeah. who have done this, and they're going to miss the whole season probably and forfeit millions of dollars. That's that the is next. A bet. That's the next thing I need is the next breaking headline: Justin Fields uh, bet <laughs> on, his, on his under passing yards for five games Chase last Claypool. year. Yeah, I was going to say now if it's Chase Claypool. Uh, <laughs> Man, I wish it was. I I wish it was. I'm so sick of this guy, man. I really am. And yeah, I, I was I was an advocate for him. And you know what's ridiculous though? I mean, I get that it's illegal. And and Mikey, your your point's probably an even bigger one. But if I don't understand, but it's not illegal. Be... It's just against the NFL rules, it's right? And, but the, you're right though. To have some fucking balls to then oh, have DraftKings it be it be the yeah. fucking face. And by the way, God monitor. bless DraftKings. But, God you know, bless. By, DraftKings. Got, but yes, nothing against DraftKings. It's not DraftKings' fault. It's the NFL. That's but unbelievable. I think, but I think the, the reason is... why they're so harsh on it is because they want to avoid players betting on their own of team. Course, of course, of course, of course. They don't want to. They don't want a Pete Rose. They but don't you want know what? Point shaving. You know, God you know forbid. what should be legal, and it'd be tough to to follow it all if they did make it legal. You should be allowed, just like Pete Rose did. You should be allowed to bet on yourself to win. That's just the way I feel. There's no, there's, you should be able to bet on yourself to win. Why not? Yeah, I know. I, I, if they could monitor that and, right. and like, let's say Calvin Ridley wants to bet the Jaguars money line every game this year, what's the big, what, what he can't alter that? Like, no, because I guess they could say, well, no, because then he could have a friend on the other team that he, that, that they're willing to lie down and he's going to split the money with him. Uh, like, could you imagine like all point. that? That's yeah, good. That's a good point. That's a good sloppy. point. It's yeah. It just in that's theory. why they're so tough on it. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I, no, I get it too. It's just it's. <laughs> do I first think of all do you? I mean, imagine how many of these guys are doing it through other people. Correct. Like, imagine how many of these players just have like their buddies. They call one of their boys and say, "Listen, put this bet in for me." Uh, here's the money or what like there must be so much of that going on you don't even know about it it would make your head spin probably if you actually found out how many players are doing that yeah i mean but at least you're being smart about it i agree i agree yeah, at least you're trying um <laughs> yeah, you know wise uh, man once said you ain't if you ain't cheating you ain't trying yeah if you're gonna cheat try try to yep. do it right try to do it well <laughs> don't be a good cheater. Don't create a FanDuel account, you know, That's with probably your name. Be the, that'll be the episode title, I bet. <laughs> I'd make a side bet. Um, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. If, I got to say, guys, we touched on it with the Mets. The GM, Billy Epler, this guy's a fucking problem. <laughs> this guy's a See? big See? fucking yeah, problem. And if we had another segment called Who's a Clown, 
that would be Steve Cohen and Francisco Lindor. Because that's a couple clowns Whoa. right there. I am so man. sick and tired of hearing star shortstop Francisco Lindor when he's been piss poor for ever since he got a contract yeah. three years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with Chase Claypool, like up, up and rising star Chase Claypool. It's like when these guys had one great game or two great games or in Francisco Lindor's uh, uh, a case, like he had a great year. But when you haven't been good for the last three years, we got to drop the all-star from you. We got to yeah. drop the star from you. It's unbelievable, but he's not, he, he's just a clown. He's not the problem. Um, This Billy Epler, man. I mean, Steve Cohen has <laughs> yeah. given him a blank check to go out there and deliver. Yes, of course, a world series, but get us to the playoffs, get us a winning record, get us to 500 with what we've been able to do for you. They got Max Scherzer. We know what happened there. They got Justin Verlander. They got uh, Pete Alonso, like you said, and Francisco Lindor, who comes with a big purse himself. Well, and them losing the Diaz was uh, uh, that was like to Mikey's oh. point. It's almost like they're jinxed. When you lose the best closer in baseball, yeah. that I that forgot all too. of. I forgot all about that. The but you still with Diaz in a World Baseball yeah, Classic, that's celebrating a victory. Horrible. You tell me this I team agree. isn't jinxed? I agree. That's that's a jinx, and that sucks horrible. for them, and it could definitely impact their their hopes to win a World Series. But they're seven games under 500. You're telling yeah, me no, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander can't get you there. This Billy Apple. And to Mikey V's point, what he said earlier, which is what I was going to get into too, is this guy won't, he's not accountable for anything. No, he's his press conference the other day was so bad. They asked him like, well, what, what's there basically they just flat out. What's the problem? And instead of saying like, this is bad, that is bad. This stinks, that stinks. He word saladed into like, into like this literally the only term i could think of is it's like he turned it into a word salad he's like the projected this we're falling short on the projections of this we're deviating from the projections of that like yeah don't try and make it sound like it's analytical correct it's just guys guys aren't playing well and they stink at the fundamentals defense they stink just call it exactly what it yeah. is stop no, trying he- to just over over analyticize all this shit and he's like calling he's like calling your financial advisor and asking him like where the where the fucking money go and then he's like well we put it in a mutual fund and then we uh we did this with it and we then we underwrote it with that and it's like just tell me you fucking lost it don't don't throw these words at me that that make no sense and you're telling me that you were actually trying you fucked around with my money and now you got caught and same thing with billy epler man you're fucking around with this team and you're not taking any accountability for it as Stop. a Phillies fan, you got to be really happy. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm psyched, man. This yeah. is an exciting, yeah, exciting. Now we stink say, too. We stink By the too. way, I tell you what, if we see one more Frank the Tank meltdown, this guy's going to have a heart attack yeah. on, on the on scene. Man, I tell you it's what, man. Tough. Like, I, I really like Frank. Um, <laughs> you do? But I get like, yeah, I do. Um, okay. because, but I get uncomfortable sometimes watching oh. him. I, I think that he's exploited. For lack of oh, a better term, I, I think he's I think he's 100% exploited. He is. And to what degree, I don't know that he fully understands that uh, to what degree he's being exploited. But I, I do feel bad because they they basically turn him into like they've turned him into like a dancing monkey. The guy like it, it like it, I get it. Rants like people love rants. That's just what it is. Like I know for myself, when I go on a rant, people fucking love it. When Joe goes on a rant, people love it. Like when people, I went on the Packers rant, I had more yeah, people, people in my live. Yeah, people watching love and that. chiming. People want to see you angry. 
I mean, fucking Mikey big, big, big cat, big cat lost. wanted to go. Big cat joined the live just to break your balls. I remember we were People in Mike love face. a good rant. When Mikey V went on his tirade of oh. the Bears that one game at the halftime, it was one of the more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, and that's a shame because like you're, I've you're ever taking seen. enjoyment in people's pain, but for in Frank's case, it's like man, they just they they really just they're all over his shit all the time. But um, you know, I think he's aware of it. I think he, he <laughs> I think secretly deep down he must love it. So, but I feel bad for him because the Mets are just a, an absolute train. Have wreck. you ever seen Frank the Tank's website? By the way, I haven't what? seen his website. He no. runs. He's been running a massive. Uh, baseball database where he follows all the stats of all the players and he'll run down every single day he's on it most of the day and that's actually what he got hired to do at barstool outside of that viral clip that went from uh with the metro that he was freaking out on right right but right. that like he was he was hired and they acquired his website for him to keep fucking running that thing yeah, that's incredible. He, he's that's like a, one of those beautiful yeah. minds. Like, yes, we yeah. all get why he's funny and he's crazy. He goes in these rants. But like when he puts pen to paper, he, yeah. he's got a beautiful baseball mind. Yeah. Who's got that much time to keep stat on every fucking baseball player? That is oh. sick. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank, dog. Um, moving on. I am moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we got some viewer questions here. We got three. We'll zip through them. We got Steven here first. He wants to know what are the boys' thoughts on America's team, the Cowboys? Mikey V, I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts. Why don't you kick us off here? I think that Dak Prescott has to be more than what he has been. I think uh, getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott was a smart move. Um, but Is they should have done it. Pollard going to be okay? They, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think Pollard will be okay. Um, they're ju- they're going to extend CD Lamb. Apparently, they're going to pay him like. 25 to 30 million dollars a year that's the report that came out today um again though dallas should have gotten rid of should have made the decision on ezekiel elliott and still had amari cooper on this roster then you'd really be cooking with gas but dallas is a good team again but it's going to depend on if you talk to cowboys fans cowboys fans i know um are not dak supporters they're not believers in Dak Prescott for the most part a couple I know are but most majority are not and I think that's what it's going to boil down to again for Dallas is is Dak Prescott going to be able to to carry them and win games for them because in the NFL at the end of the day you see that the quarterback has to go out sometimes and just win you a game by him it's a team sport it's the ultimate team game no question but there's spots in every game where a quarterback has to go out there and win it, win a couple close games that if the if he didn't, they otherwise would have lost. Dak's got to do that on a consistent basis this year. Um, but I do think the team itself is good. I think Dallas is is a good football team. I think I think I think they have a good roster. I'm not I'm not I, I don't think they're they devoid of talent. The offensive line is not the offensive line of yesteryear. I could tell you that. It's not like when Ezekiel Elliott first got there. It ain't that offensive line anymore. Um but it's still good enough. And I think the team's decent enough. I think the defense, listen, they got the, they got arguably the best defender in football on the defense, Michael Parsons. They're, they're going to be fine. I think they'll be fine. But again, it'll, are they going to be, you know, a Super Bowl team? Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott to needs to make the jump right. that we saw tickets guy make the jump this year when, when he, and by the way, 
Dak Prescott was it 2017, 2018? He was winning games. He was the he was Cowboys, playing at an MVP level before the Cowboys he crushed his ankle. I mean, and since then he's never shown that he can make that jump. If he if he does, they are a contender. But I don't see it happen. If you go year after year after year, it's the same question, and you can't answer the bell. Nothing tells me that it's going to change. It's going to be the same. Thing. Here's the pr- here's the problem for Dallas. Really, what it boils down to is the tickets team. That's that's the main problem is the Eagles, and then the the Giants are going to be a better team. The Giants are going to be a better team. I I would expect them to be a much better team because I think even with Daniel the- Jones. Yeah, because I, I look at look Man. at how he looked last year because of this coach. And it comes down to this coach. I think that Dayball is one of the best coaches in the league already. He I, I really him. do. I remember a couple I years wanted ago. him badly. Yeah. I, I could have predicted how well he was going to do. I just think that he's a quarterback whisperer type of coach. He could make it work with guys. He knows how to make it work. Daniel Jones, highest career percentage passing the football last season. Uh, and he was throwing the ball. You couldn't even name me two Giants receivers if you tried. You couldn't because they had one of the worst offensive skill position cores in the entire league. That's been improved. That Slayton They got Darren okay. Waller. And Darius Slayton's they, all right. Yeah, they, Slayton's all right. They got Darren Waller. Saquon, you know, whatever's going to happen with Saquon, hopefully he plays. Uh, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Now, I don't know really if Jalen Hyatt's going to have a big impact from what I'm reading and understand, but the Giants defense is good. Giants offensive line is good. Giants will be contenders. Dallas is in a tough division. Redskin, uh, excuse me, Commanders. They're they're whatever they are. But the biggest problem for Dallas is going to be the Eagles and the Giants. That's going to be a that's going to be a problem for them. That's going to be a very well fought division this year. Three yeah, teams I, are really good. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Dak's a big big issue. The Eagles are a problem. But I, I've always believed that this fucking. As long as Jerry Jones keeps making that team all about him and not about football, they're always going to have issues. Now, can they I overcome it? One, thing. can they overcome it one day? Maybe if their team is really fucking good, but not if Mike McCarthy's going to remain being your head coach. Not if Dak's yeah, going to keep having problem, issues that he is. Jerry's just got to step away or let someone else do it. I mean, it's yeah, never going to work. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's got to go. He's Mike gotta McCarthy's go. got to go. He's got to go. As someone who had him for years. He is not. He is not. I mean, listen, he won you. So he did win a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. But how many times do we have chances to win multiple Super Bowls? Yeah. Yeah. He, he likes to gamble. He goes for it on fourth down all the time. He's 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 super aggressive with the play calling. It's, we had a we had a Hall of Fame quarterback and what and in his prime. And it was, some of these games were wasted by Matt, Mike McCarthy. I, I he is not the answer. And I like no, him, he's not. but he's not the answer. You like him? I like him because he won my team a Super Bowl. And so, oh. like, I think as a guy, he's a good guy. I just don't think he's a coach you're going to bring in. And he, he's not an Andy Reid. He's not a guy no. that you can, you know what I mean? Like, he's not a guy that you're going to bring in right out of the gates. And he's Now, if Bill Belichick went to the Dallas Cowboys, I would say maybe they had a fucking chance to win another Super Bowl. And by the way, I don't know how much longer Bill Belichick's going to be in New England. I, I I think he might be retiring soon too. But. Yeah, a guy like a guy like that is not going to last long. Um, Bill Belichick, I'm talking about at the rate that they're going. Like with all the Super Bowls he's won, he's not going to tolerate being a loser. 
no. a guy like that, he just can't. He's not wired that They're way. They're the worst team in that division. They don't, he don't like Mac Jones. They don't have a good relationship, apparently, from whatever. That's every report. That so, eventually, I think something's going to give there, and Bill will hang it up. Sooner than later, I think Bill will hang it up. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying to, to your point, if he were to leave New England and go to a team like Dallas – you could still have Jerry Jones doing his shit because yeah. I think that Belichick is a guy who would get command of that locker room. I mean, Belichick's the GM yeah. basically. So I mean yeah. that's what that's what Bill is. He controls everything. But uh I don't I can't see Belichick leaving New England and going somewhere else. I think, I think if, he, if, he if leaves, he's done he's with done. New England, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it'd have to be one hell of a job and huge pay. Yeah. When I just think of bumbling, stumbling fools, I just think of Mike McCarthy. He comes in my head. Like he is exactly who I think. I just think he's just such a just a wacky. His his whole tactics and coaching and off. He's just a he's just a weird bumbling guy. Uh, and, and that that hard knock season was tough for me to watch. I mean, it really changed how I thought about it. He's him. like Lenny from Mice and Men. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And he's just like stepping behind Dak and he's like making him think good thoughts. Meanwhile, he's holding a gun, you know, he's gonna fucking he's gonna take him out. Mm. Um, your question next one. We'll just do one more because this third one sort of touches on something that we'll be doing down the line, including uh, we're going to be doing a lot of fantasy stuff as football comes comes our way. But we will do one here, um, and this comes from C. Taney. Do you guys like the approach of drafting a receiver in the first two rounds of fantasy, Mikey? Yes. Oh, Joe, take it away. You do. Listen, I, at this point now, the old the old method of trying to get you know that top elite running back in the first round to secure a running back i get it i did it for years you tell me if you have justin jefferson on your fantasy team and i know mikey v had him last year this guy puts up such big numbers the nfl has become a wide receiver league and there's so many good ones passing but passingly you know what i'm no, saying no, you're right I, I was agreeing with you i was just but saying, i'm saying there's, people will be like there's so many receivers but truly like the guys who dominate like you tell me age like even aj brown this year look at and he was he's not even a first round pick these guys are difference makers they're unbelievable uh i i would definitely if you get a chance to get a guy like justin jefferson and you're like the third or fourth position in the first round I wouldn't think twice. I no. really wouldn't. No, especially if you're in a PPR league where you're getting a point for every reception. Uh, it's a no brainer to, you have to, and I'll go, I'll take it a step further. If you're in a PPR league, a 12 man PPR league, uh, I'm not talking about a 10 man league because 10 man leagues are a little bit different, but if you're in a 12 man PPR league and you don't take a wide receiver in one of the first two rounds, I guarantee you, you will not win that fantasy football league. I guarantee you. I will guarantee you, you will not win that fantasy football league. It won't happen. So, yes, it's imperative. You got guys, like Joe said, you you know, Devontae, tough because, you know, the quarterback situation is so bad. Tyreek Hill. I mean, a Tyreek Hill, a Stephon Diggs, an A.J. Brown, a Justin Jefferson, a Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. These are these are league winning players. These are league winning players. So, I mean, you have to take one. You have to. Yep. It's a no brainer. Absolutely. I mean, I get the appeal of the running back, like Joe was saying back in the day when they were guaranteed, like each guy, even some of the worst ones out there, if they were starters, they were guaranteed 20 touches. At minimum, that ain't happening anymore. So that kind of guarantee that they're going to the get only the ball guy, more. Yeah, the only guy right now that's like in that territory to talk about is 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 McCaffrey. The only thing you got to worry yeah, about with McCaffrey is is this year was the first year where he could stay on the field. 
which is frustrating I because I'm sure a lot of people passed on him that normally wouldn't who were high picks in the draft. And they said, you know what? I'm not fucking wasting a yeah. first or second overall pick on Christian McCaffrey because every year he gets hurt. And then of course, this is the year that you want to, you want to smack yourself in the head because it's the year he goes well, to San he also and he piles up, he piles up astronomical numbers every single week. So, but McCaffrey CMC is a, is a one of one. There's not really anybody in the league like that. And if you're really uh, paying attention, like if you're really doing your research, a lot of times what I've been noticing, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey V, but recently some of these like young running backs who come in because they have such fresh legs, they'll just feed these guys. Like you had Brees Hall, then you picked up that kid from uh, from Houston. So sometimes it's even better value just like if you know your shit and you know some other guys in your league don't. Maybe in the fourth, fifth round, you you sneak a rookie or a there's, second year guy. There's yeah. only a handful of running backs that you could consider to draft very, very high right. in, in fantasy drafts. Now it is a totally Joe said it before. He said it's a wide receiver league. Yes, it's a passing. This is a passing league. This is not a running league anymore. I, there's no Derrick Henry was an exception. He was an outlier for a couple of years. He was an outlier because yeah. he got fed so much and he was so so successful. But that's going to slow down. It slowed down a little bit last year. It's going to continue yeah. to slow down. Derrick Henry isn't going to all of a sudden have a renaissance here at that position at his size, get taking as many hits as he's taken on a team that, in my opinion, is going to be worse this year than they were last year, even though I love my running back like Joe Mixon in the second or third round. And you saw he put up some big numbers in the playoffs. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, for me, you, you target, I would still try to get your elite. target. Target your. Don't be afraid to tra- target a Jameer Gibbs, a rookie. Don't be afraid yeah. to target a uh, a uh, yeah. um, uh, a Bijan Robinson in Atlanta, rookie out of Texas. The, these teams that draft that actually do the dumbest thing ever and draft They're gonna play a them. running back in the first. They are going to get their money's worth out of these kids. They yeah. are going to feed them the fucking rock. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't think you have to go with an established name because odds are if he's been established for that long, the wheels are going to start to fall off unless there's some kind of an equity share of carries in the backfield. And you're going to get him in a round that he ain't worth it for. You're (laughs) going to get Austin Eckler in the third round when you could be getting some of these rookies in the fifth or sixth. Yeah, Eckler, you know what? Eckler is a good one. one. He's a good one. Eckler's a stud in fantasy. He He is. is. He is. is. Because he could catch the ball out of the backfield and he's a touchdown whore. So I, I would mean, stay for, for Nick for Chubb men. is still yeah, an elite. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is player. yeah, he's an he's elite fantastic. fantasy player. Um, but yeah, the list is a lot shorter. The wide receiver list is just it's it's. But I would say to to answer this young man's question, like where I would basically start looking deeper for the position is quarterback because I think like you don't need to draft a quarterback. I would advise not to draft a quarterback in the first couple rounds and try to get one later stock up on your receivers. If you get a chance to get one of these running backs that Mikey mentioned or that we mentioned, yes, go for them. But if you have a guy like Diggs or Jefferson or Jamar chase sitting there, I would much rather take them than to take a guy like not as good as Mahomes is. You can get value at a later round for a quarterback that is still very, very high 
and you don't need to waste a first round pick or a second round pick. Especially if you do what we've been doing or what we did last year is the two quarterback league, league, which is a lot of fun. I know Mike, there's some guys out there who don't love it, but I'll tell you where you can get fucked though is, and I did it last year for the first time in a long time. And I didn't, I just don't think I came with the best plan, but if you don't, if you don't get one of those first few tight ends, man, you are going oh, to be yes. streaming yes. all season yep. long with yep. the tight ends. You're, yep. you're going to find Gasicki on your team at one point in the year. You're going to yep. find a lot of these guys at the bottom of the barrel who fuck. So oh, a tight end, I'm not saying get him in the first two rounds, but pay attention to that. You want to you, you you go get Kelsey in the first two rounds. You sure. absolutely yeah. go get Travis Kelsey in the first two rounds. Yeah. Um. But yeah, quarterbacks. It, it, again, I think everybody's. Everybody's different. You got to know your league. Don't go into a draft. Here's the thing that if you want to burn your money, burn your money. Don't go into a draft not knowing the scoring layout in your in your league. Check out what the scoring format is because if you're in a league where a passing touchdown is six points and not four points, you're talking about a whole different That's scenario. That's not many now. leagues, though. Mike it's not. Need. It's not. But a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people don't check. Is it, are there passing bonuses if if the guy throws a if the guy throws a 50 yard plus pass for a completion, if the guy throws, you know, no. X amount of touch, you got to just, all I'm saying is be familiar with your league. Don't go into the draft without looking at the scoring chart. Check if you have a guy like Jalen Hurts who's running touchdowns where they're doing the formation to Fields, push him in Jalen from the yard, Lamar Jackson, yes. Josh Allen, these type of guys, there's, there's that extra added value because they have legs. Joe Burrow, sneaky runner. Justin Herbert, a little bit of a sneaky runner. Patty Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes, a little bit of a sneaky runner sometimes. Those guys, I mean, it's, but again, these are elite, elite quarterbacks. So um, it just depends. Depends where you value them and and how your position falls with where you're picking. But you just got to be aware of that scoring. Who are you going number one overall ticket? Number one overall. I mean, I looked like a genius last year when I took Lamar Jackson right off the bat. <laughs> and then in the middle of the season, actually after week six, he took a gigantic shit and was almost a worthless player for a long time. Um, I I really like the guys who have done well by me in all my leagues the last few years have been. It depends on it. If I'm very, if I'm first in my first overall, I might have to go Christian McCaffrey um, or some like someone like a Travis Kelsey, but I I love picking like my sweet spots more of like a third four hole kind of guy, and I like getting a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson somewhere in there. I'd yeah, have to I don't really think, think about in it P, in a PPR league. I don't even think Jefferson will be there because I, I my league, the other league that I play in every year, not the league that we played in last year. I had the third overall pick, and I was like, I am going Justin Jefferson no matter okay. what PPR league. Yeah, right. And the guy with the number one overall pick took Justin Jefferson. I would be wary of him this year to be as good as he was last year. Why? No Adam Thielen. So what? Thielen was a walking corpse anyway. Who's your number two? There is someone. uh, Osborne is your number two, is he? He stretched I, I the field really... out a little bit, and I just don't trust his Kirk Cousins at all. I think he's going to continue to get worse and worse. <laughs> I just don't. I, I like a Stefan Dix more, and I'm not saying he will end up scoring more. I just know I'm going to sleep better Jamar, at night. Jamar Chase, I got a guy who's going to throw the Chase ball. Could ha- Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase too. Have, have a, well, have he's a, got T.Y. Um, Higgins there too, though, so that takes away from some of his looks. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. But yeah. Jamar, I, you still roll the dice on a guy like Jamar. T- I mean, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. There's a, to, there's a lot and of mouths to there's a lot of mouths to feed. I know, but but I know there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. But and Mixon, 
when when Joe Cool needs his needs the play, he's going yeah. to go to Jamar yeah. Chase. And Jamar Chase, but you know, you think about that, Joe, and all those other players that you named, they're all great, a lot of mouths to feed, but at the same time, that means the defense can't just overcommit to Jamar Chase either, because these other guys aren't yeah. Tyler Boyd is not a bum. He's a legit T Higgins. Some argue T Higgins is a number one wide receiver. I think he he's is. Just, he's stuck with Jamar. Well, Chase. But that's the Adam Thielen argument too, is that why Justin Jefferson might not, he was not a walking court. Thielen wasn't. Yeah. But Thielen he's wasn't last year. He, last year, he tapered off a lot. Two yeah. three years ago, he was a one. Yeah, two three years, years ago. ago he was, he's a, yeah. He was good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Do I, I, I don't know if he was ever as good as, as Justin Jefferson. I, no, I'm not say that. no. Oh no! I mean, T. Higgins. If you put him on most teams, he's a number one. Well, that there's wide receiver ones by default. We've talked about this. There's wide receiver ones by default because he's the best receiver on your team, and there's wide receiver ones because they're a wide receiver one on any team in the league. And those yep. guys, there's a handful of them, right? We went over that last time, Tick. Uh, you know, your AJ Browns. Your DJ Moore's, your your Jamar Chases, your Justin Jefferson's, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins when he was, you know, in his heyday. Those guys, they're just different. They're just different. But yeah, I I, I mean, you got to take it going back, you got to take a receiver first two rounds. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to do that. I mean, I won the league last year with AJ Brown, man. So <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna keep letting me know about it. I'm gonna keep letting you know. We have to we have to make oh. some serious adjustments to when that league ends. We cannot have this. See if you guys get big, everyone's getting fucking benched and all this nonsense. I like the, the only argument I will put up for our league. I am up down for a million changes. I sort of threw it together last minute because I thought it'd be a lot of fun, and I think a lot of ways it, it was. was. But there certainly yeah, could good. be a lot of there could be a lot more engagement around it, and there could be a lot of changes just the way the league structured. The only thing I'll go to bat for, really believe in it. I think the two quarterback system makes it's there's a lot more strategy involved, and it makes people pay attention. I mean, I, I just and the fact that you can't have one on your bench, so when that guy has an off week, you got to make a really tough decision. You got to make a tough decision. But no, that's... yeah, I, 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 oh, right. You could only roster two. You could right? only Correct. roster two. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it difficult. It makes it strategic. At I least. swear to God, depending on how your record is, I would almost rather roll with just one quarterback for that week than if yeah. you really got two of guys course. you love, then dropping one of them. I'd rather of just course. roll with. Yeah. hundred yeah. You take the L. Now the quarterback, the quarterback two was in the flex spot or was it? Yeah, it was in the, the flex spot. spot. Yeah. It was a super oh, okay. Flex. Yeah. So it's not even like you're missing that you're missing the points. No, so yeah, no, flex. that's a no brainer. You just, you just, you don't, you don't. Oh, do Mikey, that. sometimes you see these guys get desperate, man. And they'll drop them like a mid, like a top 10, oh, like a, like yeah, an eight I mean, guy you know, or a 10 guy. Don't be, don't be desperate. Him, pick don't it up to desperate. Sean Watson. There was some desperation there last yeah. year. I tell you what, d- the Dickie gas hostility in the, in the group chat <laughs> for the fantasy football was just that. Uh, Everyone, everyone gets a taste of that, man. And it's like, people are legitimately shocked by it. And it's just like, I've been dealing with this for so many years that it's just, it's, I, I thought just, in that league, I actually fired back at him a good amount of time. You like, fired back quite often, but that's yeah. good though. Yeah. That's good. I was going to let him roll over. Be, someone else run. The no, he will. League. He will. If he, if he smells weakness, he will railroad you. There's yeah. no question <laughs> He's like a shark with, when they chum the water for the great yeah, ones. He is. Yeah, yeah, he is. And I'm he playing, also, I'm playing with him on Monday, him and Fubi. Yeah, he great. also forgot his receipts half the times too. So if you're going to come to, you know, if you're going to come for a return, bring your receipts. Wow. 
Wow. Calling out the gas yeah. man. The gas man himself. I think that's how we have to end the sports. That's how we end this one, toys. boys. Um, yeah, this is a one. long one. Oof. This is a long one. I think we're all pretty tired. Mikey V looks awfully tired over there. I'm, man. Going, oh, I'm, I'm He's showering and going right to bed. Yeah, yes. let's get this guy to bed. Um, get this man some food. <laughs> no food. No let's food, get man. you home. No um, like, like, comment, subscribe to fire into uh, questions for Mr. Anderson. I will say I love the fantasy questions, but we'll be doing a lot more this come August. So sometimes you might fire one in and we won't we won't read it. But if there's something fun like the two, like the receiver thing, first two rounds, that's a lot of fun. But when it comes to our top five guys who we like next year, let's just we'll probably save that closer to end of July, early August and really yep. fire it in through August. So. But yeah, like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube, to the Instagram. Fire those questions into Mr. Anderson. And that's been another edition of The Sportsman. That's Joey D. That's Mikey V down there. I'm the big ticket. And we will see you folks next week.